We had said that we had read the biography of Pythagoras, and then we had touched upon the biography of Iambicus, but then we didn't. We hadn't read the biography of Thomas Taylor himself either. So now Thomas Taylor, the play Neoplatonus, and then we wanted to see what his impact was on in America. Thomas Taylor. So we're going to just read a few selections uh -huh. from. Thomas Taylor, the Platonist, selected writings. <laughs> and uh, since, for example, selected works is one of the books in the library at Fruitlands. Uh -huh. Tom Emerson may have acquired it when he purchased the Plato from Charles Lane in 1845, but he had read Plot Plotinus with care long before he sought to prove to himself. But many of the English romantics had already decided that, quote, all religions are one. Hmm. Hmm. And Emerson continues with the catalog of the Trismegisti, most of whom we were readily accessible only in the translations and commentaries of Taylor. Uh -huh. This band of grandees, uh -huh. Hermes, Heraclitus, Empedocles, Plato, Plotinus, Olympiodorus, Proclus, Senecius. From the article tone of this passage, we can surmise that Emerson, like Taylor, considered himself a link in the golden chain of Platonic successors destined to reveal the truth to a lapsed and fallen world. Hmm. Although Emerson never ceased to be amazed at the wealth of perception in Platinus, Ploclus, Iambicus, Porphyry, Senecius, the rest of Plato's marvelous school, most of his reading in them were confined to Platinus and Proclus, hmm. for the simple reason that these two had received the greatest attention from Taylor. Huh. Now he's saying that the most attention Taylor gave to Protinus and Proclus, and likewise, and Emerson gave the most content, uh, most confined reading to Protinus and Proclus. So, we're talking about what influenced Emerson and the rise of transcendentalism in America. Do you know that Thomas Taylor, and look here, Thomas Taylor had a son, and guess what he named him? Proclus. <laughs> Thomas Taylor's son's name was Proclus. <laughs> what is this book now? I'm reading the selected writings of Thomas Taylor, the Platonist. Uh, I, well, I I had said that we were going to we were going to get more from Thomas Taylor and the library. I plan ahead. I have a disorder where I do things. A plan ahead disorder, where I have uh, do things before they're needed. Uh, personality disorder where I complete what's needed in the future before it's needed. 
Emerson shared Thomas Taylor's respect for Proclus, what literature should be, he said. That's what literature should be. According to Emerson, Proclus, P-R-O-C-L-U-S, is what literature should be. There's evidence in the journals that he read with care two of Taylor's translations from Proclus, six books on Plato's theology and the commentaries on the Demetrius of Plato. There's the Proclus's commentaries on the Demetrius. Uh, mm-hmm. The first thing we have to say respecting what was called new views here in New England are the present one and present is that they are not new, but the very oldest of thoughts cast into the mold of these new times. Unquote. What is popularly called transcendentalism among us, he exclaimed, is idealism, idealism as it appears in 1842. That is from uh, IBID. <laughs> That's a quote from Ibid. But who's Ibid? Who's Ibid? As Emerson pointed out in 1842 at the height of his acceleration of the Neoplatonist. The first thing we have to say respecting what are called new views here in New England at the present time is that they are not new, but the very oldest of thoughts cast into the mold of these new times. This is talking about new times. What is popularly called transcendentalism amongst us, he exclaimed, is idealism. Idealism as it appears in 1842. This is just uh, a few quotations from Thomas Taylor in America. Alcott, here we have, we'll read a little bit from here. Then came the light, the discovery of Plato during the early summer of 1843-1833. Alcott left his family in Germantown, Pennsylvania, where he had been teaching, and went to live in an attic room in on Library Street in Philadelphia in order to be near two good libraries. Among the many books which stirred him in those exciting months, the most important was Thomas Taylor's translation of Plato's Cratylus, Phaedo, Parmenides, Timaris, uh, quote, Plato, I had long wished to read, unquote, as he phrased it, quote, but could never before find a translation, unquote. And when he called his memorable event many years later, he recorded it in red ink, especially reserved for life's comedic experiences, his marriage, the birth of his daughters, the opening of the Civil War, and the assassination of Lincoln. During this period, also, according to Odell Shepard, Alcott discovered Taylor's Proclus and Plotinus, hmm. The young idealist had certainly come to the right fountain, and one cannot help wishing that he could have met the aged Taylor. When he did get to England in 1842, Taylor was seven years in his grave, but Alcott paid him the fine compliment of collecting with Charles Lane a library which perhaps included as many as Taylor's books as he could find. 
of the 214 titles which were brought to America for the library of their New Eden at Fruitland 16, for the name of Thomas Taylor as translator, editor, and author. This we're looking at the um, beginnings of transcendentalism because we had studied uh, and read uh, the life of Thoreau and read the letters of journals of Thoreau. And a big influence was Bronson Olcott. Actually, you could read the journals of Bronson Olcott. I read a little bit. The following year, 1849, the two friends planned their Bible of the Nations, which is to make readily available many of the favorite books Alcott had given up. I proposed, he wrote, that some measures should be taken to put English readers in procession of the works of these great minds. Pro. <sighs> Confucius, Zoaster, Paracelsus, Galen, Plato, Bruno, Bayman, Protinus, Moore, Swedenborg. So it should be in the hands of every earnest student of the soul, unquote. So from the titles of this list, as well as the proposed name for the project, it is evident that an unusual religious amalgamation was planned. Although Emerson was the most influential of the two, Alcott was better fitted temperamentally to be the prophet of the new order, because as Thoreau was quick, Thoreau was quick to recognize he was freer from commitments to tradition than almost any man of his time. So that's where we well we're saying that these list of books uh, Alcott made a list of books bought by me in London eighteen forty two. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hmm. All right. I'm not going to turn the page. I'm just going to read on. I'm just reading on. I'm not turning the page. I'm not going to turn. There. Now I'm going to read from it without turning. What? You don't want to read it? Okay. Then we're going to stop. <laughs> We can't read Thomas Taylor in America. <laughs> it's just information. So it's, it's what? Like, yeah. Information. Information? You don't want to read about Thomas no. Taylor? No. I thought you would like this book. No. How could you not like it? <laughs> hmm? You want me to read more? Uh-uh. No. Hmm. Okay.